Yeah, Ray, uh, first of all, great to be back and great to talk to you on WAKR and with all the folks in the Akron area. And uh, We're excited to get back. Uh, this is a team and an organization that's anxious to get started. Uh, the bar is high. The expectations are high coming off a 51-win season and, of course, a first-round playoff matchup with the Knicks that didn't go the way they had hoped. And yet uh, the Cavs didn't push any panic button or say, oh, man, you know, this this roster is constructed correctly. Uh, they kept that core together of, of Garland and Mitchell and Mobley and Allen and then looked at that Knicks series and said, okay, now we need to address address some needs. Uh, and one of the things that the Knicks series really exposed was the lack of outside shooting and especially knocking down three balls. Uh, the Knicks just packed the paint. So the Cavs go out in the in the offseason and acquire Max Struess, who I just think is a fantastic addition to this basketball team, a, a gritty guy. His journey to the NBA is one that's really remarkable. And he was a starter on last year's NBA Finals team with the Miami Heat. So and he can knock down shots. So they bring Struess in. They bring George Niang in, another long-range bomber. This is a guy that throughout his career has shot over 40% from three-point land. So he can knock down shots. And then a huge signing, which really flies under the radar because they brought him back. But he could have left uh, Karis Levert. And that was a real important piece for the Cavaliers. Uh, they wanted Levert back. So you've got... Niang, Struess, Levert's re-signed. They bring back Tristan Thompson because another thing that the Cavs were exposed on in that Knicks series was that physicality, that, that real banger in that low block in the paint. So Tristan Thompson will fill that role. So uh, they feel as though they've addressed the needs. They've gained some huge playoff experience. And now we're pretty much ready to get this thing going. How about the kid Bates that they selected in the draft? Uh, there were some question marks about him personally, but no question marks about his basketball ability. Wow, what have you seen from him so far that you like? I'll tell you what, uh, I've watched several practices now. Uh, that young man is electric. Uh, now it's raw talent. He's 19 years old, and uh, his story is one that's very interesting. As you said, there's been some twists and turns, but he was the national player of the year in high school as a sophomore. So that tells you the type of talent level that he has, the ceiling that he has. Uh, kind of zigzag through college, uh, spent a year at Memphis, and uh, there were some things that certainly didn't go well while he was there, so he wanted to come back home. Uh, went to Eastern Michigan his sophomore year and, and seemed to get his act together. So to me, Ray, it's a classic uh, low-risk, high-reward pick. Uh, they chose Imani at number 49. Cavs didn't have a first-round draft choice, so they chose Imani at 49. And if he pans out, I don't know if he'll be with the Cavaliers a lot this season. We'll see how it unfolds. I would foresee him more with the charge. But that being said, uh, if he buys into the structure and into the coaching, uh, he's going to be a steal at 49. If things don't go well, then I think the Cavs would say, hey, again, low risk, high reward. Uh, we'll let you go your own way. But this young man so far in camp, uh, he has really opened some eyes. Tim Alcorn with us, three-pointers on WAKR. Tim, uh, in the Eastern Conference, the Bucks have gotten better in the last week with Damian Lillard. The Boston Celtics, I think, have gotten better with Drew Holiday. You've got the Knicks, who are a year older and wiser, 
where do you see uh, the Cavaliers fitting into this Eastern Conference where five to seven years ago the Eastern Conference was one or two teams much stronger now in the Eastern Conference, and I'd have to say the Cavaliers have to be in the top five. Well, you must have been sitting right next to Austin Carr and yours truly uh, when we talked about this in practice on Thursday because Boston and Milwaukee, no doubt, I think they would be tabbed as one and two, probably Milwaukee with acquiring Damian Lillard as one, but Boston, as you said, with Drew Holiday and Porzingis. Don't forget they brought Porzingis in as well, gave up Marcus Smart in that deal. But the Cavs, when you look at it, I could see them at a three, maybe a four. Uh, There's all sorts of drama in Philly, you know, with James Harden. I mean, and and I would think that the organization is just sick of this. And, you know, what sort of impact that has on the team with chemistry and the like. We'll see how that plays out. But uh, And Nick Nurse coming to Philadelphia as the coach. You mentioned the Knicks, but they pretty much stood pat with their roster. Uh, they dealt Obi Toppin to Indiana, and really the only offseason acquisition they made was Dante DiVincenzo. Now the Miami Heat, hey, Strews came here, so that's a loss for them. Now they still have Bam, and of course they still have Jimmy Butler, um, but Miami is a team that also really didn't do a lot during the offseason. So I could see the Cavs at a three or a four in the Eastern Conference, but to your point, Ray, Man, that Eastern Conference is rugged. It is going to be a slugfest because one through five, one through six, as you mentioned, uh, those teams are all tough, battle-tested clubs. And uh, whoever comes out of the East, when we get to that point next May, they will have earned their way out of the East. Uh, Final question today, Tim. Tuesday night, we've got you uh, against the Atlanta Hawks in preseason game number one. What do you think J.B. Bickerstaff with this team, and you got a couple additions like you mentioned, what do you think his goals are in the preseason with this basketball team? Obviously, stay healthy, but what do you think the goals are? Yeah, I, I think the goal is to develop that comfort level uh, with the new guys that are being brought in. Uh, you're not going to see them log a lot of minutes, but uh, they're going to get some playing time just to see, hey, where does – Struess like the ball. Where does Niang fit in off the bench? Uh, DG and, and Donovan, Jared, Evan, those guys all know each other. They're comfortable with each other, but they haven't played with these newcomers yet. So, uh, And I also think he's going to want to find out how that bench will develop and who's going to fill what role. So uh, he won't find that out Tuesday night in Atlanta. There's four preseason games, but I think that's what will evolve out of the preseason. Uh, find out where the comfort level is with the guys that are newcomers, and then obviously uh, just get these guys into, well, it looks like they're in playing shape, but get them into that playing mode, playing basketball against another team rather than just against one another as they've done all week this week and beat each other up and down at the uh, practice facility. Well, we're looking forward to your call Tuesday night and looking forward to our visits with you every Friday with three pointers here on WAKR brought to you by JW Dodato Electric. And Tim, thanks again. Looking forward to a great season of Cavalier basketball that starts to unfold on Tuesday night. Thanks for the visit with us this morning. Oh, always a pleasure, Ray. Looking forward to getting this thing started. Great to be with you and the folks down in Akron as well on WAKR.